Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Great, thanks, and welcome on board the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. Yeah, you sound friendly now, but you weren't a minute ago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm grumpy. You you are grumpy. Are you happy now? You got that out? You have a big get-off-my-lawn tattooed on your forehead. (laughs) I borrowed it from you. The design, the scroll design, and and the uh, signage is directly from your lawn. No well, I would mention allowed. what else is up there, but I won't. <laughs> no kids allowed. All right, well, welcome on board, everybody. Got two curmudgeonly men leading the show today. Please call in. We need a friendly female to call in and get us to uh, to offset us uh, today. All right, so you look at what's on the screen. I will take good care of the introduction and uh, That's mention. That's debatable. And our but try it. Try it. <laughs> anyway, on the market is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do. Please, please, please check them out at sunburymotors.com. We invite you to do what I have done. Let's go down there and talk to Jason Benfer over at the Lincoln dealership. Tell him I got Joe's uh, big navigator picked out. That's uh, I made sure I ordered a hybrid for him so that it wouldn't use a lot of fuel. And guess what? It doesn't. And costs a little bit more for a hybrid, but he says it'll pay for itself in about three years or so. And that, that Lincoln's got a lot of life on it. So he'll have it for a decade or more. Jeff Clock's over there. To, he's holding on to my Ford Ranger. That's all set to go. And Ernie and Austin are over at the Kia dealership. They got my Lincoln Telluride or yeah, Lincoln Kia Telluride all set to go. It's a tricked out all wheel drive model with very high gas mileage and a powerful engine. It can haul the whole family. We put a trailer receiver on it and it is just a super vehicle that's ready to go. And Kyle Alexander's down there. He's got the Mustang that we're looking for. Uh, that is uh, it's blue and it is uh, ready for my lovely bride and I to uh, drive around with the convertible top down and to just enjoy uh, the scenery. But that's how I've applied the good opportunities to go to the Sunbury Motor Company. Maybe it's a Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln that you're looking for. Well, they can help you out, get you fixed up, and you'll be better off for it. So please uh, check them out at sunburymotors.com. They are the sponsor of the WKOK live uh, telephone talk show uh, on the mark. Our toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's one 800 795 you can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. We've been discussing such weighty issues, such serious issues. I hate to bring this up, but I am outraged. I tell you, outraged now over what? what they are doing Somebody to on your Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam. Oh, disarming. Yes, I They're disarming that. Yosemite Sam. I mean, his two pistols have been iconic, and of course, Elmer Fudd was always after that wasquilly wabbit with his shotgun, 
never got him. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, other than firing into the air, Yosemite Sam never did anything bad either. Now, the new owners of these classic Warner Brothers cartoon characters are disarming them. But don't you think that's a good I mean, idea? It, no, I don't think Ar- it's a good idea. are we to a point where we don't need all these guns? Do we need kids seeing all this gun play? Why don't we just... Yes, why don't we have the Lone Ranger come up with a cap... Oh, no, not a cap gun. Couldn't use That'd that. Be a a slingshot. Well, I understand the classic ones are the classic ones, but, uh, you know, we live in a world where uh, we know that, you know, this gun culture could be reduced a little bit. I just think it's a, it's a great opportunity. What kind of weapons are they carrying, if not a gun? Uh, well, now, what are they going to do about what are they going to do about Wiley Coyote dropping an anvil trying to hit the roadrunner? Are they going to take his <laughs> anvil away from him and his dynamite? To answer, oh. to answer Mark's question, uh, Elmer Frotsmany carrying a scythe. Oh, okay. So Which they, makes no sense. He's been carrying what? Uh, what is a scythe? Uh, one of those weed. Well, my well, God, you can do wheat. some serious damage without it. Cut your legs off. And, and I actually <laughs> saw a 90-second preview of one of the new cartoons, and Bugs Bunny <laughs> is putting dynamite all around Elmer Fudd, including in his mouth, and they all go off and explode. <laughs> and Elmer's still okay. And Elmer's still okay. Right. So, but no guns. <laughs> but he doesn't have a gun. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I mean, this is absurd. I mean, I grew up with these characters, Wiley e. Coyote, the Roadrunner. made you what you are today? I think it made a lot of us who we are today. I mean, those Warner Brother classics were, I mean, Elmer Fudd, the moral of the story was the important part. I mean, Bugs Bunny always outsmarted Elmer Fudd. Mm-hmm. Yosemite Sam was an ultimately harmless, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Popeye the Sailor Man, we got to ban spinach now because that turned him into a superhuman being who punched Bluto in the face. Did they ever shoot each other? Like really point the gun at each other and shoot? Well, yeah, I mean okay. they fired. Uh, Elmer would blast away at Bugs, but Bugs was long gone <laughs> down his hole. Okay. Elmer usually was firing down the hole, hoping to get him there. I don't think those shots ever don't did think much we, good. Yeah, never connected. So, you know, it's bad enough they're taking down the statues of Robert E. Lee, <laughs> and as I've said this before, this is not the same thing. <laughs> it is the same thing. It's like saying our entire culture in the past needs to be erased because it offends people no. today. No, 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 no. Oh, yes, yes, We're yes, yes. We're just yes, making progress yes, towards yes, a yes. culture that's not so gun-dependent, that's all. Cartoons don't Coming need from guns. the man with a concealed carry permit and well, uh, more firearms <laughs> than most people have in their lifetime. Uh, that's another topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just noticed a crack in the ceiling of the kitchen. <laughs> My lovely bride says, well, that's where your gun gun it is. <laughs> it's now being fixed. You're used to fix that. Oh, gosh. But seriously. I mean, we're, we're attempting to destroy our history, our culture. No, we're not. A- a- yes, we are. It's just changing cartoons so they're kinder, gentler. We're going to use dynamite instead of guns. This is an opportunity for us to show cartoons that don't display guns as the major through line through them. The cartoons well, will you still know be funny. Next? They'll still have Scythe cutting him up. They're, and they're going to change dynamite. the names of the seven dwarfs because Dopey and Sleepy <laughs> are not going to be acceptable. Yeah, we got to change them, you too. Oh, we can't call a guy Dopey. dopey. Well, it's not like they called him an idiot or something. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, here we go. Now we're going to get some wisdom on this. Oh, for heaven's sake. (laughs) You know, good morning, everyone. You know, thank God for WKOK and live broadcasting, and people can call up and give their opinions. Um, You know, with Space Ghost and, uh, you know, Elmer Fudd and uh, Star Wars and, and, you know, everything that's that's been created on the line. I mean, it's, it's basically for, I'm going to say, for entertainment purposes, and uh, uh, that's really all it is. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I, I think you send a message to kids if you say that guns are um, 
sort of uh, have to be an important part of our culture. So this is an opportunity for us. Uh, just a few fewer guns doesn't hurt anything, and I think this. Let me is ask a you this: idea. How many people what? did the Lone Ranger kill with his guns? He was always shooting. He always had guns. How many people did he kill? Six. Is that your guess, Bob? What's your guess? How many people did he kill? Um, maybe maybe three. One. Butch Cavendish. One. Butch Cavendish. Other than that, okay. he was the guy that led the raid that killed uh, the Lone Ranger's brother and his other people, uh, the other Rangers. And other than that, he always blew the gun out of people's hand or shot to wound. You right. know. So what kind of a lesson? What kind of a bad example is that for right. young people? <laughs> Right, right. I think they should be educated. No, they, I, I think they should educate the children and whatnot of what, you know, of, of, of you know, look, looking at the, uh, I'm going to say the entertainment value, but also just, uh, uh, you know, educating them on, on what, you know, about, I'm going to say more about the use of guns, but also just, uh, the, uh, I'm going to say the uh, display of guns in media. Okay. Fair well, enough. This is a rare opportunity to de-escalate our use of guns in the U.S. I fully support it. And you know yeah. what? We're going Thank to get you, Bobby. the wicked witch of the West can no longer be wicked. She must be misunderstood and in need of counseling. We have got to create, by hook or by crook, a kinder, gentler world, and this is one way. No, we know. We need to toughen up a little bit and stop being offended by everything that comes down the road we don't like or understand. Cindy, you're on the mark. <laughs> Am I the thing that comes down the road that you don't like or understand? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I like you. I just don't understand you all the time. <laughs> I know you don't understand me, Joe, but that's all right. I don't have to be understandable. That's okay. That, that's why we're here. I that they are pulling Gone with the Wind off a, uh, off a movie site. Oh. And, I, uh, and I assume, I understand this is because people think it's offensive. And I can only assume that, uh, racially offensive, that, that these people have not watched this movie. Because nothing, nothing underscores the inhumanity of slavery better than that movie. None of the people, none, zero, none of the people who at the beginning of the movie are participating in the antebellum South, none of them went, none of them. Most of them are dead or maimed or starving by the end of the movie. There is nothing, nothing in that movie that celebrates or, uh, you know, you, it's more like a eulogy to the thing than anything else. And it, what it really is is a story about a woman who, in spite of all of these things, somehow manages to survive, or does she? And I, I'm going to just say that. If you haven't seen the movie, you should see the movie. But and it glorifies. I saw it as a young woman. I was probably 13 at the time. There's a scene where they back up at a railway station where Scarlett, the heroine of the movie, has gone to help with the battle-injured men of the war. Mm -hmm. And uh, they back up. It is just so powerful. The camera backs up. And the rail yard in all directions is covered with men who are horribly maimed, laying on stretchers, and the dead. And it is just a horrifying thing. It's probably one of the reasons I became a nurse, to provide some kind of compassion to people who find themselves in such a horrible situation. So how any of that can be seen as negative when the horror of war is driven home when the horror of poverty, when the consequences of these choices that these antebellum South aristocrats made is driven home in their destruction, 
How that can be considered anti-black is beyond my imagination. Well, and yeah. and, Hattie and Mammy won an Academy, Academy Award. Award. I was just going to say, the yes. black woman who played one of the uh, minor parts in the story wins the first Academy Award. I can only assume that people have never seen this movie. That's Hattie McDaniel, just FYI. In a Thank statement, you. I don't HBO know. I'm not Ma- very good at movie stars' names. <laughs> In a statement, HBO Max, who says they're pulling it off their platform, says it would be irresponsible to keep the film <laughs> on its platform without an explanation or a denouncement of its racist depictions. It said the film itself would return as it was originally created, saying to do otherwise would be the same as claiming that prejudices never existed. Um, It said the film (laughs) itself would return as it was originally created, saying to do otherwise would be the same as claiming these prejudices never existed. So I guess maybe somebody suggested some editing or something. I don't know. But in any event, that's why they say it has racist depictions of antebellum South in it. Well, there are hundreds of movies that have racist depictions. sets aside her own needs and keeps on the slaves the former slaves at the end of the war who have nowhere to go and provides them succor, keeps, feeds them, houses them, clothes them at her own expense, not abandoning them, not throwing them away, but taking care of them like family, like her family who's still there. That's inhumane. I mean, this is just the most ridiculous thing, in my opinion. You cannot possibly have seen this movie and consider it to be racist. Because the themes throughout this movie are so powerful about the about the negativity of that culture, it's overwhelming. Well, yeah. t- here's another one from the same uh, entertainment channel from HBO. It says, I don't know when they show them, but it says Tom and Jerry cartoons are being accompanied by a warning that they may depict scenes of racial prejudice. The classic cat and mouse cartoons, some made more than 70 years ago, carrying a warning for subscribers of Amazon Instant Prime Video. Uh, there have been claims of racist stereotyping in the depiction of a black maid in the cartoon series. <laughs> Not only that, but one, it, I, I'm going to ruin this movie But the, uh, for people who have not seen it. I beg you to watch it. There are even heroic moments of black people in this movie. I mean, this is just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Um, they're just making all kinds of assumptions without having actually watched the film. It's like when people condemned Harry Potter as an advocacy for witchcraft. This is just short minded thinking. You can't watch that movie and think that what went on in the antebellum South was a good thing. Wouldn't this be valuable? Wouldn't this be valuable as a uh, teaching moment to say this is how we depicted uh, slavery in the 1930s and early 40s and to say this is it was a novel I mean to add some it sort was of a, a book disc- you know we're going to start Margaret Mitchell wrote. Margaret Mitchell the, right. about the only book she ever wrote I think and she died what she was run over by a car in a car accident when she was writing the sequel Safe well, yeah yes. after some 30 or 40 years later but I mean it was not intended to be anything detrimental to people or derogatory they made a major Hollywood motion picture out of it at the time, lines were around the block of people waiting to get in to see it. Where you were know, you? I recall, and I'll, I admit that it's been a couple years since I've actually watched the film, I don't recall any of the brutality that we know as slavery being be- depicted in this movie. Yet, were people held as slaves? Yes. 
but where there are beatings or, or family separations or, you know, cruelty to the slaves, no. Now, I'm not excusing that. I'm just saying, if I was going to pick a movie that exemplified the horrors of slavery, this would not be it. And, again, I say, you know, it's really a story about a woman who, who has to turn her whole world, her whole person, her whole life around to survive the death of her culture, the mm. antebellum South. And you know and what stirred the most controversy in that movie? Clark Gable at the end saying, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yeah, people said, actually damn. fainted and in when the theater. Did you, <laughs> when did you first see Gone with the Wind? Oh, gosh, when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe around 13, 14, somewhere right. in that neck of the woods. And it had already been out by It was released in 1939. Years. Okay, so it had already been out right. for 15 years till you saw it. All right, thank you so much, Cindy. Appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565. Well, Joe has always called for disclaimers. Could that help if to take the curse off well, I agree with Cindy. Bit? I mean, this is not a movie that needs a disclaimer. Okay. You know, I mean, Hattie McDaniel did win the first African-American actress or actor to win the Academy Award. Uh, and it wasn't just given because they wanted someone black to get an award. It was given because she did an outstanding job, and it was an instance of fairness. Now, no argument. Blacks were terribly uh, abused in movies from the 1930s and 40s. I, I think of, but some great black comedians made a very good living playing those parts. Guys like uh, Mantan Moreland, who was famously Charlie Chan's chauffeur in about 13 motion pictures. Uh, you know, but he played a character that wasn't exactly brave or courageous, but sometimes he outsmarted. And look at Rochester, who always outsmarted Jack Benny. You know, that Benny was a pioneer in that. So to take this kind of stuff and say we don't learn from it or we need to bury it because it teaches a lesson we don't approve of today, to me, is the height of stupidity. 1-800-795-9565. If you'd like to comment on this, Elmer Fudd's not going to carry a shotgun. No, I'm buying him one. Yosemite Sham, uh, Sam won't have his Yosemite pistols. Yosemite Sham, what is that, if Freudian Yosemite slip? Yosemite Sam won't have his <laughs> pistols. And uh, Let's disarm the roadrunner, too. Take that anvil away from him. Although, you know, here's here's the beauty of America today. HBO Max won't show Gone with the Winds because it has depictions of slavery in it and antebellum South. That only leaves 946 other movie platforms that are still showing it. So well, that's you know the what, upside. And of course now, too, if you saw the news, Paramount has canceled the television show Cops and TNT has put Live PD on hold now. All right. So we're just going to punish everybody for everything. <laughs> oh, yes, some valuable shows are gone. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, let's get right to the phones. We are talking about the importance of getting rid of all guns in the Looney Tune no, cartoons. No, we're not. We're just talking about disarming Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd. And not showing Gone with the Winds because it does portray Antebellum South, where slavery took place. Lance, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. You bet. Well, anyway, don't you find it curious that my generation, which grew up on Gunsmoke, Wyatt you at all, okay, wound up being the peaceniks? <laughs> I mean, doesn't How that could that curious? happen? That's false. That didn't well, work I grew out. up then. I'm not a peacenik, but I'm not a hawk either. But you also grew up on Lost in Space, and they were always seeking to try to get along with people. <laughs> no, but no, seriously, though. I mean, uh, if you're looking at more, you know, peaceniks, we're... We're it, right? We're them. Yeah. yeah. And this is kind of funny. But one of the things, though, that we say about uh, the more something is proliferated, the more it influences, the more problems it causes, etc. What about our alcohol situation? I mean, it's on every street corner now. And the number of alcohol deaths has doubled in the last... I never years. saw Yosemite Sam drinking alcohol, and I never saw Elmer Fudd with a booze, uh, booze problem. Well, no, no, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is right now... I mean, but what we're talking about is the change in our culture where people are trying to take away the history of this country and the things that we grew up on. I mean, I find that offensive. I mean, drinking's certainly an issue, but, I mean, I think there's more insidious stuff going on these days than somebody taking a couple of drinks couple of drinks, 100,000 deaths from it, which has doubled in the last 20 years, and you're taking that this is not a problem? Oh, it's a problem, but it's not what we were discussing. It's not news. It's not oh, news. No, no, I would, no it was, what I was doing was, was starting with when you talk about the guns. The more proliferated, the gu- you know, more the guns are proliferated, the more problems it's going to cause is what you're saying, right? Right. I mean, there have been a lot of movies for The Lost Weekend. There have been a lot of movies about the abuses of drinking, you know, and we haven't banned them. The the alcohol people or people who drink haven't come after them and said, abandon that movie. I don't want to see The Lost Weekend anymore. The Bachelor Party films (laughs) would have no through line. Yeah. So, I mean, no one is trying to, to take away that element of our culture, good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, everything is subject to abuse. I understand that. So are guns. Right. And we're not right. arguing that point. But we are, the point I'm arguing, that to take away the history of this country, bit by bit, piece by piece, dismantle everything because it offends someone, is the height of stupidity to me. We don't I learn agree. from anything if we don't know what happened before. I agree with everything you said. All right. Absolutely. Good. I, I was just trying to... You no, know, I understand. Like, I understand you're very passionate about that, but I mean, I, I don't think anybody is trying to remove that as an element of our culture. It certainly isn't glorified anymore. I haven't seen a, any movie where getting loaded was a sign of um, a superior intellect or <laughs> social grace. I mean, you know, the, the, we do what we can to prevent people's drinking from causing a problem in this country, but it's still legal. Just like owning a gun is still legal. Having an abortion is still legal. Yes. And speaking of that, <laughs> the video, you know, that everybody, of course, including myself and anybody that even has a grain of humanity saw, you know, where the poor hapless individual is breath choked, uh, choked out of him and dies. And equally is the video of a human being 
with all everything, you know, eyes, ears, nose, mouth, you know, gender, the whole bet. It's being dismembered and sucked into a tube, and only half the population thinks that's wrong. I mean, if you had those two videos together and ran them on national television, I don't know if it would change anybody's mind, but it sure would get a lot of people thinking, don't you think? Potentially, yeah, absolutely. Okay. All yeah. right, thank you so much, Lance. Well, yeah, okay. well, we have another, we have another call. call coming. Thanks for checking in. Thanks. Uh, let's see. Peggy is Peggy. next up. Good morning, Peggy. Thank you so much for calling in. Glad to hear from you. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. I would like to first say that my parents, my father worked at Celtex, and my mother was a Geisinger graduate registered nurse, and they both taught me never to be prejudiced towards anyone. And so I loved the movie Gone with the Wind. My mother took me to see that. Uh, I probably saw it five or six times already in my life, and I just think it's still a wonderful movie. I don't think anything should be removed from that movie. Um, I just think it's just a wonderful movie. Uh, and, and inspiring for us Americans. Okay, also uh, on the Black Lives Matter, I had two, uh, I still do have one black uh, person in my life, actually two. Um, one who was Sergeant James, God rest his soul, he's buried in Arlington Cemetery, and he was like a father and grandfather to me and my son during my divorce in Northern Virginia, my painful divorce. And also, uh, he was just a wonderful person uh, and a sergeant in the Army for 22 years. Um, so anyway, also, uh, my um, uh, um, friend, um, Asia Andrews, is Navy Chief Petty Officer, United States and Navy. She's stationed at Gulfport, Mississippi. Okay. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's fine. Uh, but a role I'm a model for my son in the Navy, no, as well I'm as myself. That that's wonderful, you know. But you know, we I think we could all go on the program and recount friends we have who are of different colors, you know. But that's not the problem. The problem isn't that we have friends. The problem is that some people are mistreated in this country because of the color of their skin. You know, that isn't to say that many of us treat people equally and fairly, but some people don't, and that's the issue. Wow, I surprisingly, uh, surprisingly non-Fox of you, Joe. Good job. All right, we are going to enjoy open phones during the 9 a.m. hour. We will have open phones, and uh, we'll do the news headlines. And we're talking about an error in the jobless numbers. Maybe the jobless numbers are higher than reported, so that's coming up. And we'll continue to talk about taking Yosemite Sam's guns away. Good idea. This is WDKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe is here. Rob Sanders, where he needs to be, which is in the producer's chair on the other side of the class. Joe's on the other side of the tent. I'm on the other side of Common Sense, and we're here to do the show. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's one 800 795 
1-800-795-9565. You can email us, as a half a dozen folks have done, at onthemarket.com. And you can text us at 70236. We got one note overnight saying, why didn't you read my email? Uh, we are primarily a telephone talk show. And so we do fill in with emails, and we have relevant emails, and we squeeze them in as much as we can. But we almost never get to all the emails, unfortunately. Uh, you folks are just too productive and, and too uh, helpful in that regard. So we just can't read them all, but we do, do try to read them. Keep them to 100 words. One of our good listeners uh, always sends us 300-word ones, and we get to those when we can, uh, but we don't get to all of them. So that's that. Earlier today, we ha- we we're talking about trying to clean up the airwaves. HBO Max is not going to show Gone with the Wind on their cable channel anymore because it has depictions of Antebellum South. Now, as Joe has pointed out, I haven't seen the movie in years, but since he doesn't forget things, he recalls that it doesn't show any negative depictions of slavery. It just depicts slavery that it existed at all. Uh, And the irony that one of the African-American characters won an Oscar for, for her performance. But in any event, so that's not there. Yosemite Sam won't have his pistols on Looney Tunes and uh, Elmer Fudd won't have a shotgun, and national monuments are coming down. Let's see, the cop show, that's run its course, right? That's done, the canceled. Right, but oh, okay, they, it so was all it. set to air a 33rd season this week. Right, okay, so that they, that was But they, in their canceled. great courage and faith in the human race, they've canceled it. <laughs> because well, we all know every police officer is bad, they're all going to kill you. Well, as most of the police encounters are, it's white police officers versus black defendants, so they don't. Not always. They, they I mean, white people commit. No, crime no, I didn't too. say always. M O S T. Okay. Well, so, white people commit crime. I'm there are more aware. white people. I suspect there's more white crime than there is black crime. Well, that is absolutely Perhaps true. Perhaps not as a percentage of the population, but certainly in terms of numbers. 100% true. All right. Thank you. Uh, f- so that sort of sets the scene where we are. We can talk about uh, the topic of your selection as we launch into open phones. We and do we've have got all four lines lit up. So. We've got callers waiting. Yep. All right. Some very brief news headlines here from Spotlight PA, which is a Pennsylvania consortium of large newspapers comes word that the most powerful Republican in the state house, Mike Terzai, is expected to announce today he will resign from his post before the end of his final term. According to multiple sources, Terzai of Allegheny County, the House Speaker, announced in January wouldn't seek re-election this fall. Now this idea of stepping down from his post as Speaker of the House is new. No indication yet uh, by Spotlight or anybody else who the next Speaker will be. Uh, Teacher of the Year finalist from the central Susquehanna Valley. Another one, this is the third one we've talked about in recent years, Colleen Ruths at Chickalemi and Andrea Bainey of Danville and now Deborah Barrick, a librarian for 30 years in the Sealand Square Area School District, one of Pennsylvania's finalists for Teacher of the Year. I was just totally flattered to be even considered in the beginning by my assistant principal, Dr. Schmucker. As each stage went along, I was just, I'm not sure, it's hard to put into words because I, I never really expected it to go this far. Barrick has been a popular librarian for decades in the district, currently assigned to Sealands Grove Elementary School. She tells us, what's it take to nurture a child's lifelong love of reading? Um, You want to know what their hobbies are, what their interests are, if they're into sports or dance, if they have favorite animals, and then trying to match books 
that they will enjoy because once they enjoy books, then they'll want to keep on reading. And the more you read, the more you learn. I think getting to know all the kids is really important. The winner is announced in December, uh, and uh, then the winner of Pennsylvania's Teacher of the Year becomes the National Teacher of the Year finalist. Some other headlines briefly. All hospitals have some new guidance from the state to make sure that the staff stays safe in order to address several concerns raised by nurses and other frontline workers. It requires hospitals to notify staff who've been in close contact with a confirmed or probable COVID-19 case within 24 hours. It also requires the ability of the staff to use new respirators daily, uh, these uh, M95 masks, if you will. Uh, there have been 61 new deaths confirmed in Pennsylvania from COVID-19. As for cases of COVID-19, just two in Northumberland County, three or two in Snyder County, and one in Union County are the new cases. And there have been about uh, 60 new cases in the central Susquehanna Valley in the past uh, two weeks. As Geisinger celebrates the discharge of their 500th patient, they're disclosing where they were treated. 95 of the 500 discharged within the entire Geisinger system uh, were discharged from the Danville facility. Five were treated at their Shemokin uh, facility. And finally, President Donald Trump, in case there was any doubt that uh, he's struggling, ignited fresh controversy yesterday over his law and order push by peddling yet another conspiracy theory. This time he raised suspicions that that 75-year-old protester in Buffalo hospitalized after being shoved by police and falling. Uh, notice that the AP says he was shoved then fell, uh, Trump tweeted without evidence that the confrontation in New York may have been a setup from the beginning, and he said he sided with police officers over the protesters and demonstrators, his willingness to spread and amplify unfounded charges cooked up by various outlets. The move comes as Trump, who calls himself the president of law and order now, has taken a tough line against protesters. All right, those are the news headlines. Who's first, Joe? Give me a button here. Terry's first. What button? Two. Terry, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, um, you guys mentioned it, so you, you stole my thunder a little bit, but I wasn't sure you guys had heard that Cops was canceled by the Paramount Network. Right. Yep, I heard it. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking to myself, that's just another case of uh, overreaction of a Hollywood uh, network. Well, and, and uh, one of the most popular shows on TV has been TNT's uh, Live PD. Yeah, they canceled that, too. They Well, they put it on hold. They they haven't said they've canceled it. They put it on hold. I don't yeah, know what that way. means. But either way, it's not on the air. Right, it's not on the air. Uh, one I'm, of wonder, our... I'm wondering what, what, what the reason for those two moves were, because I, I'm a, I record cops every week. Well, I did until they canceled it, but um, and I watch every episode. And I've never seen anything about racism on there. I mean, they they chase down and and arrest. Well, are not cops anybody. are not the police in that on their best behavior? Well, they are aware they're being filmed. Right. Yes, <laughs> and I don't think yeah, you're going to see. What, I don't know what uh, they don't air, of course. But uh, all I can go is by what I've seen, and I, I've never seen anything. Of course, you know that's just what 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 you do when you edit. You, I don't know, but I, 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 I've never seen anything that says they were racist, and I don't know why they would do that. It actually uh, shows you what 
a cop has to go through. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I, I in their daily their daily uh, job, you know. It's great entertainment. But one of our good listeners who watches way too much TV says they actually are going to show the new episodes later, but they won't be billboarded as new episodes. They'll be with the rerun sequences from cops. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of those on there too. I think WGNA has that too. They have a series of cops. Well, how can you take a new episode and put it in with reruns? Everybody's going to know, hey, look, it's a new episode. Well, they're, it's, they're just not going to ballyhoo the new season. Okay, That's so all it hey, amounts here to. here it is. They're just going to pop They'll up just sell them off in syndication like they do everything else. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Judge Judy when she was 20 years younger on TV last week. The same <laughs> listener tells me, says, Mark, you watch way too little TV. <laughs> well, there's uh, a compliment. About the uh, Gone with the Wind movie, um, they're... They're removing it from their uh, from their uh, routine uh, right now, but they are going to bring it back with a brief type of instructional, uh, informative uh, dialogue, um, and then you'll be able to watch it. Oh, on, on HBO Max? Yeah. Ah, okay, see, that's our I'd story. I'd love to know what they're going to say. <laughs> yeah, I think they're just going to put out a like a... Um, uh, an information snippet just to say, you know, here's here's how it was back then. <laughs> All right. Okay. You, you, decide, you decide what you want to take from it. But it was a uh, novel. I've never actually watched the movie from start to finish, but uh, um, really? I'm not an authority on that. But I am on Cops. I watch Cops a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, but Gone with the Wind was... Really Gone with the Wind was based on a novel, so it, when it, well, it sure, wasn't yeah. fact. It was about historical events, but it wasn't necessarily about historical facts. So, right. Well, do you think that uh, the cops show inspires some people to become police? Oh, yeah, sure. Yep. And then they find out that these confrontations are once every two months, and they're like, oh, my gosh, the rest of it is tickets and street cleaning and uh, and yep. waiting at stop signs. All right, thank yeah, you so much, Terry. Yeah, we only see the action because that's... That's, That's what it. television yeah. demands, it's, you know. Right. All right. Thank you so hey, much, thanks Terry. Thanks a lot. Thank appreciate you, your call. You. Yep, appreciate and Mike that. is first and next. Uh, Mike, go right ahead. We're limited to three minutes apiece because of the um, uh, lineup of callers waiting to get through. So, Mike, you're next. Thank you. My uh, five-year-old, eight-year-old grandchildren, when they're at our house, they have their iPads with them playing uh, excruciatingly violent uh, video games, and when they're at home, they play these same video games in their in their basement game room with a large screen TV. And the the way you score points is by killing and mutilating people and moving up the different levels to a higher level of the game. <laughs> I forgot about that Fortnite. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not too sure as a percentage that Elmer Fudd, a Yosemite Sam, has very much of an impact one way or the other on uh, young folks in this country right now. Do you? No. Well, a lot of people say that video games are more of an indicator or more of a suggester of potential future violent behavior, but billions and billions of kids have seen quadrillions and quadrillions of murders, and fortunately, aside from our mass shootings that we used to have in the U.S. before the pandemic, you're making the case. I'm just Why saying. Why disarm Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam? Well, that's different. <laughs> no, it's not different. <laughs> then, then depicting is. Oh, I'm the caller. Am I the caller? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, you're Mike from Milwaukee. The case is that uh, my, my, I'm telling you that my grandchildren, I'd be surprised if they knew who 
Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd were, to tell you the truth. They're not interested in those old, old-timey cartoons <laughs> right. very much. They're too busy uh, going up to the next level, blasting people away, encased <laughs> in futuristic body armor. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying here? Yeah, well, I know. Are you in particular the yeah, game I mean, Fortnite? You're worried about not enough violence in, in kids' games. I don't think you have too much <laughs> to be concerned about, Jason. I agree with you. <laughs> I would ban the video games long before I would ban Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam. Yeah, all I'm saying is that there, there, there's a percentage I don't see as being very impactful in our society. So. Smooth them out a little bit. I don't. I don't see. It seems silly to me. I was like, well, I guess I'm agreeing with you in a way, but I mean, we have bigger fish to fry than Elmer Fudd. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Thank you so yeah. much, Mike. Thanks for checking well, in. We don't want to fry him, but very, very <laughs> much right. appreciate it. All right. Last, <laughs> last caller before a quickie break. Be uh, Bill, Bill from Bloomsburg. Good morning, Bill. You're on the mark. Hey. Good morning. Uh, in regards to uh, is it Republican and Democrats, right? The Democrats are chasing narratives, and uh, Trump has this economy spinning around, right? Uh, the black are are employed. Uh, you know, uh, everything's going down. The crime was going down, and they're they're working now. The Democrats they 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 chase narratives, right? Now they're chasing the Santifa, uh, using them as uh, uh, to no good. Like if you look at Mussolini when they had the black shirts, they're tailored. If you if you Google it, the Antifa is tailored after them. And Hitler, Google Hitler's brown shirts. They're the same exact thing. Antifa. It's a terrorist group, and that cop that pushed that elderly person had. Uh, came out that he has emails with Antifa and Antifa background. That's why this president said that. But the reason why the black voters were turning more Republican because they're getting jobs and they're doing everything. Now they got to turn to everything's free, to the uh, aliens free, coming over the wall, promise them uh, everything, get our vote, give everything away. Now the second they get a job and they turn Republican or and then they're going to go against them, and then, then they're going to, at one point, they wanted to lower the voting age to 16. They're, they're looking for votes that they don't have. And and uh, and uh, they don't give a crap about this country at all. Okay. And I encourage you to, to, to Google the brown shirts and the black shirts. I'm familiar with them. Yeah, we, don't, we, don't, we don't need Google. We have Joe. <laughs> no, I am familiar with them. Although he knows nothing about black history in the U.S., he definitely no, knows. No, I do know about black history in the U.S., too. All right. Thank you so much, Bill. Appreciate the call. As I, promised. I don't know that I would draw exactly that parallel between the SA, or the stormtroopers in Hitler's uh, regime, and the Antifa, but there are similarities. Well, and there's our good listeners. That's his opinion. That right, and he's very, entitled to very, it. Very, very similar, and so 
we raise up that opinion. And we like divergent uh, almost everything he said about Democrats. I disagree with, but I didn't interrupt hey, we're him. different. That's, we <laughs> listen to what people have to say. <laughs> Even if they're blatantly wrong. In our like opinion. Joe, like Joe. <laughs> All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Joe's going to uh, uh, amaze us with his recall of history when we come back. 1-800-795-9565. we got callers waiting, talking about guns and government change. And uh, we'll take your comments. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, upper right corner, Joe. Says, I'm a fan, but let's be honest, if Gone with the Wind is pulled for racism, not a single Quentin Tarantino film should remain. Django Unchanged <laughs> is gut-wrenching. Okay. Well, that yeah, is. I think a lot of films are going to be in hot water. Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for checking in today. Hey, well, uh, I grew up in the 60s, and I, re- I remember the Great Society program of Lyndon Johnson, I, the Democrat family that we had. And uh, it, after 1968, I was a paper boy, and I had the opportunity to, to climb the mountainside in South Williamsport, and I could look over to Williamsport when the country was enraged with uh, race riots at that particular time. I guess you would call them race riots. And I, I can remember being afraid, you know, passing papers in the dark and thinking I saw fires in Williamsport that, you know, my town was burning down. So it's, it's always been a scary thing for me, and I think right now, uh, for me personally, I think it, this is a real scary time. And the reason I say that is because uh, starting with the Great Society, we have you know, and poured millions of dollars into trying to improve the, the inner city uh, situations. Okay? And I've always believed that things are made much more complicated than they really are. Like I think it was Ronald Reagan said, the best social program is a job. And someone else said, the great equalizer is education. And to me, I think they're the keys, education and jobs. And that's where we need to be focusing on. And we need to do whatever it takes to see that everybody gets a good education. And it's like the old jobs Fra- available. It's like the old Frank Sinatra song, Love and Marriage. You can't have one without the other. Education there, and there jobs. You, there you go. And... I've also been told that you have to keep your eye on the ball. And to me, the thing that we should be focusing on is not, you know, streets being painted with Black Lives Matter uh, matter and and protests. We need to be looking at the function of our government. Are we getting the government that we deserve? Are we getting the government performance that we're paying for? Is the government the problem and not the solution? And to me, 
I think the most accountability for this mess is government. You know, we, we, right now we're talking about all this change that we want government to make. And if we look, just in our lifetimes, problems that government said they're going to fix with programs, well, what we got is programs that grow and grow and grow, and problems that either stay the same or get worse. So I think voters, voters need to really take a look at what needs to be done to fix our government. I wish I had the answers, but I, I just don't think that uh, making new programs and saying that you know we're committed to this and we're committed to that, when really the solutions are pretty simple. I think if I can just argue with you for one second, I don't think government's the problem. I think partisan politics is the problem. We're more interested in advancing our political agenda of our party than we are about solving the country's problems and in creating a better world for the rest of us to live in. I mean, I'd look at what's going on in Washington, and I get upset with Republicans, and I get upset with Democrats. But government is here just to hope facilitate the things the politicians do. And if the politicians are doing the right thing, then government should be doing the right things. Just my thought. You're, no, not, I, I, I agree with that, too. I mean, uh, basically, I've been against term limits my entire life, but once they get in, it's almost like their job is to keep their job. That's the priority. And, you know, and, and to do that, you have to be a partisan, almost. And I, I just believe that the, the people, the voters, it comes down to education. There was a great article in our paper today on the editorial page, and the, and the gentleman made the, the argument that economics needs to be taught in elementary school and in high school. Because the, the, one of the rudest awakenings I ever got was my first paycheck, and I got to see how much government took out before <laughs> I got any. And I thought to myself, good Lord, that is a lot of money that they're taking. Right, imagine I, if I, you'd have gotten all that money. Okay, wrap up. We'll give you 30 more seconds with your conclusion. Well, I, I think we need to, to, to uh, back off on all the hysteria and, and all, the, all the thoughts that we're going to fix things in, in one election because it's not going to happen. Uh, the people have to be as accountable as, as the politicians, and each one has to hold each other accountable. And I, and I, think, I think that's where the doubt that The two-party system right now is not working. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Joe. I checked off a starting point on a text. Right. says, I seem to remember that early in the president's term, he tweeted about his campaign and administration being secretly surveilled. All the news reporting said he was wrong and he was terrible for even suggesting it. Now he tweets about this elderly man being Antifa. Perhaps he will also be proven right in the end. Who knows? Strange things seem to happen every day. All right, Carl, thank you so much for waiting. We appreciate that. Now you're on the radio. Finally, it's 9.31 a.m. It was worth the wait, Mark. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. I, Mark, Mark, I think you're missing the mark <laughs> on, on the entire gun issue, taking a gun away from Yosemite Sam and things like that. But my question to you is, what is the difference between North Korea, Russia, and the United States? What's the difference? Well, let's yeah. see. North Korea is totalitarian. Uh, Russian is, is, is has a czar, and it's a socialist com country. And, right. Uh, or I guess it would be a communist country. I don't know. And uh, the U.S. <laughs> is not any of those things. Yeah, and we have the freedom to have guns. Oh, Their I got you. Okay. Their government controls them. 
their government controls them oh, I don't because want they to. don't have the freedom to have guns. I don't want so to. We're, Carl, we're we're you're going to win this argument. <laughs> you're going to win this argument because I love guns. I'm not uh, interested in outlawing <laughs> any guns or changing anything. I, I agree with Senator Toomey. Some common sense changes in gun laws might make us safer. You so. want to disarm Elmer and well, Yosemite yeah, Sam? Well, yeah, he's, he's got too much firepower there, but everybody else can have one. But what we're doing, though, is we are teaching our kids that guns are bad. Now, I am, I am so happy that in two weeks, my granddaughter turned six. And every one of my children on their sixth birthday received their first single-shot twenty-two rifle. And all my children hunt, and they are great marksmen, marksmen, and they appreciate what a gun can do. But by telling kids that guns are bad... Well, we're not doing that. We're just eliminating the, the gunplay out of it. You're making guns like you like you teach them something rare and serious and fun and in the right setting, not something that you just carry around and 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 shoot at people and that kind of thing. Yeah, but why are you drawing the line at Yosemite Sam and and uh, you know there have been a lot of movies made about people shooting other people. I mean, it's like a staple. Perry Mason, well, somebody I was always getting shot. <laughs> Cartoon. <laughs> are primarily aimed at kids, so kids. So are video games, kids Mark. Don't need so to see are video guns. games. Listen, this is a private artist's choice to do what they privately wish to do, and in, in the things that they're going to show publicly. If you don't like it, Carl, you and I aren't going to watch these Looney Tunes anyway. So, oh, I, I love Looney Tunes. Oh, do you? Okay. So do I. <laughs> I. I grew up with. Come on, Mark. You grew up watching Looney Tunes on Saturday morning. You oh. woke up and watched the same cartoons I did. No, he probably watched something else. He was probably watching CNN. <laughs> they no, were weren't even started. I, 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 honestly, I'll defend Mark. I grew up with Mark uh, back in Sunbury. Uh, Mark, Mark started out great. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I wasn't always a free thinker. Sometimes I was in lockstep with everybody around me. All right. Thank you so much, Carl. Thanks for checking in. Always, always appreciate your opinion. There's one thing I got, oh, I got a kick on, out of here. Just one thing I got a kick out of here. Some fans of Elmer and Yosemite seem to support the decision. Jacqueline, Dr. Jacqueline Antonovich, who is a historian and assistant professor at Muhlenberg College, said, I can't believe this needs to be said, but Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd were never responsible gun owners anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pointing guns at other people. Firing down a rabbit hole. Yeah, that's all wrong. That's wrong. Okay, Eric, your time starts now. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank morning. you for taking my call. I have to feel I have to rebut your caller two times ago uh, and his reference to the Antifa. Uh, I, I personally did not know what that meant, so I want to share with the viewers, in case there's others who do not know what it means, it's a noun, a political protest movement comprising autonomous groups affiliated by their militant opposition to fascisms and other forms of extreme right-wing ideology. Or they're so opposed to all that a stuff. a militant group opposed to fascism. But that wasn't fascism, his point. His point uh, was that, that, that in opposing fascism, they have adopted many of its tactics. Okay. So what, what the caller is trying to say, in his point of view, was that the Democrats are fascists, no, um, he was saying that Antifa has adopted fascist-like tactics in their effort to oppose fascism. And, and how much was Antifa involved in in the demonstrations? How much of it was just looters looting? You know, we we it, nobody fills well, out his, an application his, before his, they go uh, to these things. President President Trump, and I'll use the term President Trump, unlike all the rest of the callers who do not acknowledge him 
as the president. He's just Donald or, or Mr. Trump. He's our president, duly elected. Uh, choose to use that term uh, to this uh, person who is was obviously uh, background of a peace movement. But then to try to say that he was militant when he was the one who was shoved. I mean, he was the one. I mean, who who looked more like the red black shirts and the brown shirts in that video? <laughs> the police. Am I not right? Have, well, have am I the only one who has seen? film from the 1930s of Germany and Italy where those shirts were marching and pressing and shoving and abusing people of the Jewish faith? Well, I, who, I think who, you're right. Who, who but looked I, more like what there? I think, you know, you had... Uh, the, the way I see the video, I always see it as an accident. You know, they did push him back, but he stood in front of a moving police line, and uh, so that's... You do get pushed back, but then he fell. Well, they said uh, they told him to move. That apparently, well, okay, they said they so, told him to right, move. Right, so, the, you know, the, there's that element to it. I'm just saying, uh, that officer didn't get up that morning and say, oh, I can't wait to get a, an old man bleeding I, I on totally the sidewalk. I totally agree, but now for the president to take it and and then try to make something more out of it. I think to, President to Trump fit his agenda has lost it. And to it. say that the Democrats are more fascist, no. If we have a fascist around here, someone who is trying for a total autonomy as a dictator, as in firing anyone who opposes his, his thoughts, I think the current president of the United States, Donald Trump, would be the fascist in this no, no argument there. All that law and order stuff. Well, obviously, oh yeah, law and order is definitely a fascist concept. Well, under, under these no, circumstances, no, but a fascist Joe. leader will take law and order <laughs> and use that to to, to his advantage. Power. Right. Again, gentlemen, let's read up on our European history. Well, let's read up on our American and Germany, shall we? Read up on our American history. Abraham Lincoln abolished habeas corpus and had people arrested for thoughts that he opposed during the Civil War. Strange times make for strange decisions, but some of them are necessary to preserve our republic. It's this more is than the same obvious. President Lincoln, who was almost assassinated when his uh, train went through, uh, Baltimore, through uh, Baltimore, Baltimore. Uh, yep. on his way to his inauguration. That same one? Yep, same one. Okay. Thank okay, you so, so much, yeah, Eric. You're right. Yes. <laughs> it's obvious that the president is now officially a lunatic, but he's still going to be in the minds of many people, including Joe, who's got his Fox Funnels. I see you have extra uh, no, tape on I, them today. I will say this. Hold on, hold on. He's still going to be a better choice than any Democrat they could put up there, and half the Republicans who who have ever run for president would be better than no, some not, of the Democrats that really. just the Democrat that just got nominated. Not really. I mean, I to me, it's going to depend on the quality of the character of the vice presidential candidate Joe Biden picks, and I'm going to have to weigh the thing. But did I did see not yesterday that he. I the will person tell you that he picks has to be ready to be president. Yeah, right, because he's not going to live through <laughs> the term. One. I am. Um, I didn't vote for Donald Trump in the Republican primary. I wanted to send a message. I support what he's trying to do in terms of policy, but as a human being, I think he has serious shortcomings. I mean, I said to a friend of mine yesterday, we were exchanging emails, I said, as far as policy goes, I give the president a B plus. As far as being a human being, I give him a D minus. <laughs> on, so on the assumption that every, no one is completely devoid of worth, not even Nancy Pelosi and Chuck oh, Schumer. You're, you're like your son. He won't give a, he'll never give a film a zero. <laughs> 
no stars. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Standby, Van, you are next. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. You know, it's sad because they got rid of Mr. Magoo years ago because near people with vision problems felt he was offensive. They got rid of Gerald McBoing Boing because autism became a serious concern. Okay. You know, we have taken a lot of things that people, uh, you know, I won't say they made fun of them or laughed at them, but they... they showcased their unique abilities. Uh, <laughs> I think or, they made fun of them is what well, you're trying to say. <laughs> and what we're trying to do is be kinder and more respectful. So we've got to stop that, that all this kindness and respect. So you think Yosemite Sam was insulting the gun owners because it made fun of them because they shot? Yosemite Sam was the most irresponsible gun owner I've ever seen. Okay, I well, don't know. No, I think would. Elmer was more irresponsible. No, that's true. Yes, he was firing into the ground. <laughs> all right, we got a caller coming in, and we got one that has been patiently waiting for Joe to be quiet. Good morning, Van. You're on the mark. Good morning. How you guys doing? How you doing, Van? I think all this stuff from Elmer Fudd, Gone with the Wind, all it is is to keep division going in America. It's just like they keep adding more stuff to just have more division and not unity. And that's that, I believe, is the, the card that's played by the left to keep this country divided because the left have a lot of control over the black vote in this country. And a lot of people are deceived. You know, I know, Mark, you believe in systemic racism. And if there is <laughs> I believe in racism, it. Yes, I believe in it. It's like believing in the sun. It's really no, no, there. It's <laughs> yeah, well, I, I believe in systemic racism, too. And what allows it to exist in America is called freedom. But what is not allowed by our system of freedom is for people that are racist to kill and harm others because they're a different color. That doesn't exist. So this whole situation is not about systemic racism. It's a matter of morality. And a people problem. What's in people's hearts? Well, indecency. Well, and that's, that's the moral issue. That's right. the problem. And that's, that's why, and if you want to protest this killing of George Floyd, I am with you 100%. It was wrong. But, you know, where's the protest for David Dorn, you know, a man that gave his life dedicated as a police officer in St. Louis and 77 years old and he's shot and killed and they they put it on Facebook live and what's you know where's the outrage for him where's the marches for David Dorn why why is it that why is it one guy and I'm I'm you know against what happened to the guy but now they're having marches worldwide protests worldwide well, well for, those, think, for those who don't know, David Dorn was a retired police officer, and he was black. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it seems as though it was a catalyst for to bring up the you know what has been what you admittedly uh, say is a systemic issue in the U.S. and it really George this is much much bigger than just George Floyd and I guess there may have been something related to the pandemic associated with this because apparently a lot of people have a sufficient amount of time to do this and they have the interest to do it and um, there of course it follows the news that uh, the pandemic more negatively affected African American community than the white community uh, more people get it and but part of that may just be culture it doesn't have to be any you know necessarily a sign of oppression or anything but I just think it you know George Floyd served as a catalyst we seem to go through this cycle from time to time where important social issues get brought up and talked about hopefully every time this happens hopefully it's kind of like a fits and starts thing that this will be the start but of you're saying you think that positive. the fact that the, the the coronavirus affects black people more than white people that's racist uh no i, oh, do, I the just coronavirus is racist uh, I think I, you uh, how bad this thing is. I don't think the virus has a mind. I don't think it has a brain. I, I just think it is what it is. It's not. It's a virus. I don't think. Well, it's I know, but you made it sound like you thought it was a racial problem. No, I just said in the U.S. I, I think the unrest now uh, may have been may have been underscored by the fact that the black community suffered more than the rest of our nation's population. but all minority communities did. But see, part of that is because of the way that they. Live. You well, know, they're finding that, that larger o, o families. Type O blood means you're nine to eighteen percent less likely to get coronavirus. I have type O blood. Is that an example of white privilege? That's just called being lucky. Well, that, it sounds like. That's another thing I don't think exists. White privilege. That's that's you know fed spoon fed to college students. You know, I I was born white. What privilege did I have? Did I, you know... You have so much white privilege, you don't even know you have it. Oh, That's how much you have. I know, I know. I'm just, <laughs> but, you know, hey, I, I, will, I will guarantee you, the, the biggest thing for success in this life is if you have a two-parent home, that is a father and a mother, and you're raised with a father and mother in the household, and you're taught, you know, how, how to work, and you will succeed in life. You know, and if you follow this, if you... You know, get your career started. You know, if you want to go to college or get a career started, then get married, then have children. And that's almost 100% success rate. But the trouble is with our black communities, you know, when President Johnson started his great society back in the 60s, it went from about 25% of the black families not having a father in the home to now 75% of the black children do not have fathers in the homes. And these these communities are paid, you know, welfare to to propagate that type of life but yet and there are kids are growing up without there are many examples rental. of there are many examples of, of black people who have succeeded tremendously coming oh, from absolutely. a single parent home uh, among absolutely. them dr. Ben Carson uh, just to name one yeah, well, it's, and I'm not saying it's, it's a recipe for failure or success but the 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 thing is statistically that the 75 percent of the black children raised in families without a parent without a father in the home do not have the success that a family that has a mother and a father both in the home. That's my point. Yeah. And the, the point also, another point is, you know, 65% of the crimes in the U.S. are committed by black. Does that mean they're worse people? Well, I think the way their, their society is, a lot of the, these inner cities, they have absolutely no respect for life. It's demonstrated by the, the riots and stuff. Most of the people destroying property and starting fires that I've seen 
are black. Does that mean I'm racist by making that statement? No, I'm just making an observation. Right. No, but there was one example. I saw uh, the fellow who started apparently one of the fires in New York City was a white guy who threw a barrel into a blaze. And matter yeah, of fact, he was the first one charged, I think, in New York. And, and again, it's not, it's not like there aren't white people involved in this. But there's also the fact that George Soros that is funding this stuff. You know, it's pretty much common knowledge that he's funded Black Lives Matter and Antifa and on and on and you know as far as these bricks and rocks these skids of rocks and bricks that are are put on site for these people to protest you know that I know Mark said the other day that that was disproven that's not factual well in this day and age you know you have one says this is true another one says that's not true but when you see pictures of of skids of bricks where are these people getting bricks to throw at the at the police officers. Well, are not Fox, bringing them with them, I guarantee Fox you Fox News, I don't go by Fox all the time, but they did, they are part of debunking this, said uh, all these bricks that were depicted as having been provided by George Soros were actually part of construction projects, <laughs> and they show uh, either rocks that were part of a, uh, one was part of a vehicle, um, vehicle uh, attenuating setup that had all these rocks in it, and then afterward, there were no rocks, you know, looters and rioters had thrown so did they have his name on it? Them. This brick donated by George Soros. Well, was that was the <laughs> that was a cockamamie conspiracy theory. But in any event, fortunately, that's been debunked. Buy bricks for George. No All right, we got to we got to move on. Van, we'll give you the last word. Though, go right ahead. All right, I I think the problem is not about racism. I think our black communities have a lot lack of fathers in the home, and that's why a lot of these kids go bad and get involved with gangs because they need some type of leadership in their home, and they get led down the wrong path. And right. what we need, along with police reform, I believe we need reform in the inner cities, in these sections of the cities where you have so many gangs and drugs and violence within the city itself. Because black-on-black crime far exceeds any white-on-black crime. We're going to ask our guest well, tomorrow about that. She's the head of the Pennsylvania Governor's Advisory Commission on African American Affairs. Before his fall from grace, um, a fellow by the name of, um, oh gosh, uh, Crosby okay. made the same point. Bill Cosby. Yes. Right. Did he drug you to get you to say that? No. Okay. I said before he fell from grace. Okay. <laughs> we'll take a quickie break. we got Chris standing by, upper right-hand corner, Joe, and then Says, the uh, looks like the Republican Party is getting a head start on voter suppression in Georgia. The state, as well as many other red states, were and are still a serious problem. For some reason, the problems seem to always be in predominantly minority neighborhoods that vote Democratic. I wonder if the reason could be that Republicans are in charge in these states. Six-hour waits, not enough poll workers, not enough voting places, not enough voting machines, and voting machines that didn't work. Add to that voters that requested absentee ballots that never received them. Not a coincidence. This has nothing to do with voter ID. This is obvious voter suppression that must be stopped. Signed by Tom. We'll be right back with the exclamation point. Way and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Gilligan. Gilligan, yeah. Oh, that'll come to me. I know the name. I just can't drag it up. Bob Denver. I was going to say that, but I wasn't sure. Okay. There's the beginning of Go, Go, Gophers, one of my favorite cartoons, and one of our listeners says, I miss Go, Go, Gophers. I had never heard of it. I think they probably poorly depict Indians, and so they're they're not in. And then, as I told you, Gerald McBoing Boing was a little kid who spoke in sound effects. This is a new one for for me. You know, and some of his stories, some of the cartoons were written by Dr. Seuss. Oh, dear. Okay, (laughs) good. But he's been relegated to the trash heap of history because some people felt it was mocking autism, but I don't think it was because he was not. Verbal. Another listener says, uh, what's going on isn't to defied as much as it is to placate. Yes. All right. So we appreciate that view. Uh, Chris, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Well, uh, first of all, about that last call, uh, well, I guess it was Tom's uh, email or text or whatever. Uh, he's pretty right about what happened in Georgia. We'll have to see what the details come out, if anybody thoroughly investigates it. But the guy who did the whole redo of the machines was the campaign manager for the guy who got elected, who ran for gov- governor, I think it was, that was uh, in charge of campaigns, who eliminated a half a million people from the from the rolls and caused great chaos at the polls and long lines in the cities. And he got elected because of that. And then he got his campaign manager the job of, uh, gave his campaign manager the job of uh, redoing all the machines. Well, let me ask you this, Chris, because I know you're thought. Also, let me ask you this question. Would he, what would they gain by doing this in a primary election? I mean, it's not like. You know, it, the the results are final. Democrats down there tend to win in some districts. Republicans well, we in others. We have no idea whether anything's going to be fixed by the regular election. Well, yeah, but do I mean, we? if it were deliberate, don't you think they would wait till the general election to do it, not do it in a primary? Where no, because they they were already doing it on short time. This whole reorganization bit. Well, couldn't it just be a, a snafu okay, that would be corrected? Move on, Joe. All right, yeah, just asking. On. Yes, it could be all sorts of fantastical things and all sorts of realistic things. Like just a general it hasn't mistake. Been investigated yet? <laughs> okay. It just happened. Okay, does that make you happy? Well, now? Let's get an investigation going, and we'll dig up Benghazi uh, uh, too. Yes. Okay. Now in Iowa, everything went smoothly. The people who ran it said that we're bragging about okay. what a wonderful job they they did. That everything went absolutely okay. smoothly. A record number of people voted for a primary. You called about Gone with the Wind, and we're running okay, out of time. Did yes, you want to mention I'm that? I'm trying to get there. Okay. And and what happened there? The Republicans in the in the Senate have already started legislation to eliminate what they did to make it that way. What was done to make it that way? They didn't like the way it turned out. And it all goes back to the how corrupt voting by mail is. 
that's that. Well, now you didn't the get your, wind, you didn't get to it. We're out of time. Is, is racist because of its benign t- depiction of slavery. That's what's racist about it, and the stereotype that the Oscar, the Oscar Award winner won. Uh, gotcha. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, this is the first time I've ever heard him say that before we were out of time. I don't think it was benign necessarily, but that's an opinion that we'll accept from Chris. We'll talk about it tomorrow. This is WKOK Sunbury.